Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Central Stadium, an iconic sporting venue. As part of a major fundraising drive, My Stadium Seat is offering you the chance to place your name or the name of someone who loves GAA on a seat at the Field of Legends. Packages from 100 Euro include seat naming plaques, certs of authenticity, online biographies, and open day tickets. Show your support. Visit mystadiumseat.com. Temple Stadium, where every name matters. Welcome to the Premier Group Podcast today. I'm your host, Kevin Ryan. We have a very special episode in store this evening. I'm joined by usual guest Sean Smith from Turles Arshies and Stephen Cronin from Carrick Davins. Also have Damien Lawler from Kiloran McDonald's and Sean O'Mara from Kiladangan. The boys are going on with us now to discuss the forthcoming county final. But first, we're going to chat to Damien Lawler about his new book, which focuses on the, the impact of COVID on the GEA and the response. Uh, on the response of the association post-pandemic. Damien, very interesting topic. Yeah, I hope so, hope so, Kevin. I think the most important thing is, um, I suppose everybody is sick of COVID. Uh, hopefully we won't hear too much more of it. And I think maybe the main thing for me to get out here this evening is that it's probably a book on how the GEA and all the GEA people got through COVID. And there's not... There's not much misery in the book at all. It's fairly uplifting, to be honest with you, Kevin. So that's the hope, anyway. Perfect. Do you want to just outline, I suppose, the, the GA book season? I suppose we're coming into that area now where people are looking for the stock and fillers for Christmas and all this. And what might make this, you know, probably a, a wide-ranging appeal, as you said, the GA has a, touches every part of Ireland and every community in the country and was at the forefront, I suppose, of the community response uh, to the pandemic. Yeah. Um, is there any kind yeah. of things that struck you in writing the book or how did you find it? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I suppose I start off straight away with a guy who came out from GEA, 
was in a 16-day coma uh, on a ventilator fighting for his life. Um, you go through stories like, you know, that was the Niall Murphy, the barrister in Belfast. He spirits uh, Club Anthem to go through, you know, uh, Darren Eastman more through the work he's doing up there. Uh, I, I mentioned then a, a girl, a nurse called Marianne Walsh from Moonkind in Kilkenny. She works as a nurse in Waterford Regional Hospital. And um, she got diagnosed, unfortunately, with uh, cancer around the start of COVID, Kevin. And, you know, she'd go through five, six months of chemotherapy, isolation, restrictions, lockdown. Uh, all that kept her going was playing Kamogi for Moonkind again. And she went training every single night, but she could, but she had energy. Even though she's getting treatment for her teammates came down to the door with gifts and presents for her couldn't win the house couldn't go any further and a few months later she won a county championship with Moonkind and got voted Kilkenny Kimogi player of the year and it's those sort of stories that I focused in on and just every few chapters then you kind of mention how the GEA and the government got us back to actually play so it's really the human being the human interest the personality community people that have focus this book on. There's two chapters with temporary point of view there as well. Lot more Castellini stories there in great detail at uh, both 2020 and 2021. And then the temporary football story as well, where only for COVID we wouldn't have had our best players back in the country at the same time. And look what we went on to achieve when we were all back. So delighted right with it. I was worried all along, like geez, people sick of hearing about COVID. Look at it, I won't tell you a lie, I'm still nervous about it. But hopefully when people pick it up and read it and say it's not about COVID at all, really. It's about people's resilience. That's great stuff, Damien. Uh, the book is called After the Storm by Damien Lawler. The GA, COVID and the power of people. It sounds like a very good read. And maybe, as I said, people, when they're looking for something at Christmas and, and before that, maybe they might think of it. I'm sure it'll be in all, all good bookshops and tip tip as well. So I suppose on to slightly more important matters now, if that suits. We have Sean O'Mara and, and Damien representing the two county finalist clubs here today. Lads, I'm not going to ask you for your predictions because I'm sure you're both going to back your own, as, as I would expect. Sean, how is the Kildangan camp shaping up there now? Yeah, Kevin, it's been um, it's been kind of uh, an unusual season for us so far. We uh, started off in the league, uh, didn't uh, hurl awfully well, but again, I suppose we were down at that time of the year, we were down a few county guys and... Uh, we, um, you know, didn't qualify for the league final. Uh, then came to the North Championship and we qualified for the final and got beaten by Nina. And um, we're in a tough group then with um, J.K. Brackens, Lockmore and uh, J.K. Brackens, Lockmore and Irogan Akarty. First game against Lockmore, lucky to draw it. Um, and one or other two games, not convincing, but went on then to play... Um, we went on to play to Nolte Ross Moore uh, in the quarter final, and then on to Drummond Inch, and now find ourselves in the final. Um, and you, sh- you know, you'll be looking forward to, to, to next Sunday, Kevin. Definitely bat- battle hard, and I think taking the route to achieve. Um, you've seen, uh, Damien, just on, on Kilran, I suppose it's, it's your first final in a good few years now. How do you think that will play up north, or what's the, what's the mood in the camp there? Yeah, like. Great to see Sean as well. Sean's a, a gentleman, I think. I suppose they grew up watching Sean play early, but he's not that much older than me. But I would have reported on all Sean's games with the Rovers. Um, class hurler, class guy as well. So um, we play Kill Langan on Sunday. It's, uh, it's going to be a massive test for us, but it's been 36 years, Kevin, since we've been in a, a final. It's mad. Like, I was very, very lucky growing up with Killer One. 
my heroes were around me. I used to go into the dressing room and sit down beside Eamon O'Shea after every match. My school principal was Gilbert Williams. Uh, Gilbert was playing wing back in that team. And I got to see McDonough's win uh, county finals. I got to see McDonough's win a Munster final. I got to see him win an All-Ireland final. Um, got to go up to Crow Park on the train with the team. Um, just memories you'll never, ever lose. I also got to see Kirawan relegated as well back into Egypt a few years down the line, but um, the point I'm making is the, the kind of good and the bad. I've seen it over the years and just very, very proud that the boys are back in the final again. Just a couple of injury worries, I know, coming into Sunday to see how Jack Peters is doing, but there's a good around the place, but it's, it's not overly hyped or anything like that either, Kevin. You know, that's they're just delighted to be there. That's great, and, and Sean, just to kind of come back to you then with I suppose Kildang and you know, we saw that dramatic late late win to kind of get your count get your kind of county championship in 2020 versus Lockmore had a dip then last year, which you always see after first time champions, you know, often see kind of not coming, but coming strong again now. Um, do you think that experience of 2020 will stand you and that makes you kind of firm favourites on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, I I'd, I'd imagine Kevin will stand to them. Um uh like if you look back in 2019, probably unlucky. Um against Boris Lee and in fairness Boris Lee were full value for um, for winning it afterwards and went on and nearly won an All-Ireland uh, club title um, 2020 then you know uh, the bit of luck maybe that they didn't have against Boris Lee the previous year they had it on the day um, to get that goal to you know to, to, to clinch the county final and the fact that it was your first I mean it was a, it was a huge occasion for the lads huge and it does help but I mean you know on, on the flip side of that is you're coming up against the Kilowan team where there's huge tradition. You know, I mean, Damien has, 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 has touched on it. And I, I was lucky enough to be around for those great Kilowan teams. And if you look at the last few years, they're still knocking on the door. You know, they're there, thereabouts each year. And they're full value for being in a county final as well as Kildangan. Absolutely. And you know, the, the familiar names and the county names just strip off the page when you're looking at both teams here. Sean, our, our own Sean from... Turles Arses, so what do you think will be the key matchups, I suppose, on Sunday? To me, the Kalangan forwards, like I kind of mentioned there previously in the podcast, that them six forwards on paper, wherever you look at them, when they fire, you know, that's the winning of the game. And to be honest, against Drum, that proved like Hayes, Gallagher, Mara, Flynn, they all popped in with scores, Billy and Connors as well, you know. So when they all get going, I think it's trying to hold them, to be honest, like Sean Hayes and Joe Gallagher in particular. Um, like Jerome Calver, Kiran looks like danger man. Showed last day a bit of class about him. Talk for Jerome into the county, and he'll serve on what he's shown so far. Um, and Willie Cleary as well popped in. So I think it'll be a shoot house condition wise. It might be great this weekend if it's like last Sunday. It could be a dog fight, but both teams are to hurling. I think it'll be a crack county final by all accounts. Absolutely, and it's you know it's a, it's a it's a novel pairing as well. I think that'll give it that you know they're two teams that might be familiar with themselves. I suppose in divisional hurling, but not so much having played each other recent years in county. Damien, to come back to there again on the Kilroan forwards, you know, you have Aaron Morgan, Drone Cal lining up maybe as centre forward on paper. At least Seamus Hennessy would be very familiar to a lot of, I suppose, followers of Tipperary hurling as with Keen Darcy. Do you think that's a particular strong point for Kilroan? Yeah, like, I mean, the, the lads have been around for quite a while, Kevin. I think um, if we get maybe all of them to click at the same time, it would be, it would be fantastic. Um, Keno Kelly and Keen Darcy kind of show flashes the last day of what they're capable of, for sure. 
Um, Trez, Seamus, and as he's come off the bench in the last couple of games, um, he's proven he's worked as well, although he kind of slots in on a, a wing-back position when he comes on. Um, and I suppose there's no secret to it that Buggy Omaris come on in the last two games as well, whereas Niall has kind of now gone back in behind, behind in a different role. Um, so on paper, we've, we've got really good, strong forwards. And just hopefully see, can we get a, re- a return out of all of See what the conditions will be like as well. I mean, the day of the semi-final was dreadful. Um, I, I'm not sure if the first game got the worst of that. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously saw both games and it was hard to hurl. But even watching the Cork final yesterday, conditions will have an awful say in it if they, if they are poor on the day. But my brother was telling me today that the conditions are supposed to be okay on, on the day. But that'd be crucial, definitely. Thanks. And then, you know, Kild- Kildang and then Sean, again, you look at that midfield, the Ty Gallagher, Tom O'Mara kind of into the half-forward line, Joe Gallagher, Alan Flynn at centre-back. That's really the engine room with Kildang and I suppose. And I think what might give you a bit of advantage there is your bench seems very strong and you'd add a benefit then of playing Premier or Intermediate hurling. You know, even if for a lot of those subs, they would have been getting good hurling throughout the summer. How much of a benefit do you think your bench will be on Sunday and how crucial do you think that one will be in what could be a quite attritional? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to this time of the year, Kevin, it's it's you'd be surprised um, the players that can have an impact because because of you know what you touched on there with, with conditions. So the guy maybe that you didn't use earlier on in the year might be the guy that could come on in a county final or a county semi final and turn the game. Um, and that can be on both sides. I mean, you saw Boogie getting his goal against uh, against Tumivara. I mean, it was the game. Um, and, you know, I mean, maybe three or four months ago, that, that it wouldn't have been considered to bring on somebody like Boogie. But, I mean, you know, with conditions changing and with, you know, um, getting into this time of the year, it's, it's you know, it's, it's horses for courses. And, you know, it's uh, Kiladangan could find somebody next Sunday, you know, differently than they, they would have had previously to come in and, and, and help do a job for you. Uh, Stephen, just to bring you in there as well. Do you think that Kil- Kildangan in particular have kind of really caught fire this this year yet, or do you think that they have another gear in them, which could be crucial come Sunday and you know maybe produce their best come county final day? Yeah, it seems to be a slow burner of a year with all the injuries at the start of the year, but gradually getting lads back and and it's to. Every game seems to be coming up a level, you know, getting better and better. And I've I, I talked on this review before, there recently. The last twenty years there with the the work that's gone on in the in the club. Obviously, I don't know personally what's going on in there, but I, just from the outside, the Ladangan now have moved themselves into a superpower of Tipperary hurling. You know, they're they're when they you know contenders for a county championship. You'll always hear Torres Sarsfield, Lockmore, Barsley, but Kildangan now are right in there. Right at the top table in the mix, and um, they just uh, from a club side alone, they just seem like the most the, the best balanced team in, in Tipperary at the moment, you know. And look, they had a bit of a hangover last year after winning the county championship, the way but you know, they're there again. They were in a county championship one or two previous to it, not that long ago. Like, I, I was a Torres Sarsfields, probably gave him a bit of a hard time on the day a few years yeah, ago like you know the first yeah. learn learning learning and always like there were no flash in the pan at that stage they were building and getting better and getting better and, and you can't talk about a Tipperary Championship now without talking about Killadangan probably not something you would have said 20 years ago 
you know, and it's just the credit to them and all involved that the work that's gone in there that now that Kiladangan have been spoken in the same breath as Torla Sars was in Barcelona, and you know, and, and it's 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 a fascinating final uh, in store. Definitely, Sean, you know, it definitely looks like Kiran or Kildangan aren't going anywhere, you know, anytime soon. And what do you put down the success in the club to over recent years? Um, like, you know, I mean, people would refer to the fact that, you you know, very good numbers and uh, numbers are important, very important. But uh, if you put, you need to put the pro- proper structures in place uh, when you have those numbers. And I think Kildangan have got that right. They're very good facilities. Um They've, uh, they've got an awful lot of senior players involved in, ju- in, in, in juvenile coaching. And I'd say um, Killer One were probably one of the first sides I saw to do that. And that was a great success because at the end of the day, th- you know, th- these young players look up to the, you know, senior players who on Sunday that when they go to watch their games. And to have those guys getting involved in coaching and, you know, not being directly involved as a parent is super. And as I say, uh, it, was, it was a template, I'd say, that they picked from the likes of Killer One who saw that, you know, that that was a route to go um, to, to, to build numbers and, and to, to, uh, to have a, a, a good, you know, body of players coming through. Damien, just kind of maybe to give you the final, final word there, I suppose, we might be kind of placing E as kind of slight underdogs or maybe someone listening to the podcast now is saying that, jeez, Quran have no chances. This. What's your key message to the Quran players now before they... The, you know, you're there saying the last word and what first 10 minutes, first half hour of this game, what's your key message to them? I'd be telling them I'd be proud of them, first of all, because um, over the last 10 years, I've been asked wherever I go around Ireland, you know, what club I'm from, I tell them where I'm from, and they say, God, you've got a right young team coming through. And, you know, that's been said for quite a lot now. And you've watched players like Seamus Hensley and Owen Hogan grow up and, you know, become real, real men and they're still at it, they're still hunting. And I know Kenneth Angan probably unlucky not to have more county titles under her belt in recent times, but the killer one lads have stuck at it as well. And I, I'd, be, I'd be saying to them, well, do yourselves proud, work hard and try and seize the day. You've, you've earned the right to be here. People might have not expected you to be here, but they're, they're a tight enough bunch as well. And, you know, I'm full of admiration for the work that Killer Langan have done. The facilities, the work that's gone in off the field, they're a tight unit, they're a tight club. Our lads are, our lads are a tight club too. Um, you know, they stuck together in terms of adversity and there's been plenty of that. Um, and I just say to them, go out, work hard, work as hard as you possibly can. And it's a county final. I mean, it's incredible to think we're back there again after it was never going too far in, in, in my in my times growing up without one. It's so amazing. You know, so it's, it's there to be seized, guys. You know, and you have to go out and make sure that you don't let the day pass you by. Absolutely. That's some wise words for and also I think folks you know are best, best to look to both and appreciate you really coming on here to chat about the game as well Um, I think you know there's a cracking final in store as well and you know I think get get the simple I think would be the big message to see it in person as well hopefully the weather will will hold up on Sunday but best of luck to you both Um, thanks, thanks Kevin thanks guys yeah thanks very much Sean and regards I'll see you Sunday and we'll, we'll have a chat afterwards we'll, we'll move on now to the fake fake senior our Premier Intermediate, the representatives of the winners of Ross Gray and Gartner, who will go forward to represent Tipperary in the intermediate grade at Munster at Munster level. So that's a very important game, not to mention going up to Danbreen level, um, where they'll replace Eroga and Akartu after a few years kind of treading water, finally succumbed, losing to Temple Derry. 
this looks like another cracker of a game and be well worth getting the sample early for uh, Ross Gray versus Gartner Who Gartner Who conquered my own club St. Mary's there uh, Saturday last week I have to say I thought they were very impressive really you know went, knew how to get their goals looked always a threat there got three goals could have got five or six um, look very well, well balanced team some very dangerous players and Ross Gray then you know seemed to kind of you know be behind for much of the game versus Burgess but eventually started, started passing them in the last quarter to book their place but I think it was two points in the end but they were you know they were worthy winners I think according to a couple of the lads that were there um, Stephen just to come to you on this you know again Gartner who are a team that kind of came up from intermediate in recent years um, could they you know would you give them much of a chance versus perennial favourites I suppose for this for this competition Ross Gray or the, like the who were the fa- favourites from the outset of the competition yeah, I'd give, them, I'd give them a massive chance. I know they're probably hoping we write them off for the little bit of luck that <laughs> we seem to be giving them every week. But I know, look, it is a final. It is, it is, it is, you know, the best two teams are there now and it's a, it's a case of who responds well to the day. You know, the, the expectations on Ross Cray, they, they, they probably should be in the top table, if you get me, you know, the size of the town uh, and, and the playing staff. But that's not going to bother Gartner Hood. They're going to go up there and they're going to be thinking, we'll throw the form book, we'll throw the favourites, tags, all that kind of crap out the window and, and we, we'll go at them. And, you know, it is, they'll be quietly confident and they'll, they'll want everyone to be talking about Ross Cray. And, you know, and it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be a cracking game because, like, you'd be thinking there'll be a lot of pace brought to this, to this match. You know, Gartner Hood are a quick team themselves. I've played against them a couple of times now the last few years. They're very fast up the forward line. As St. Mary's found out, you know, to them, themselves, and we all know Ross Gray are a very fast team and, you know, bringing the physicality now with it. But this should be a really exciting contest, you know. And uh, I, I'd, probably, I'd probably give the tip that, the, the, to, to Ross Gray. So Gartner Hood would be very happy that I did that. <laughs> that yeah, you know, I think that if we were doing a league be... table of our predictions for the Premier Intermediate, we'd probably have Carrick Swan in the final because we tipped him to win every game. <laughs> and maybe Gardner Hoop in, in relegation. So it was it But isn't it the beauty of the grades that, you know, like that you, you, it's so, on a fi- it's so, it's so finely balanced that, you know, you could tip one team to, to win the whole championship and they nearly got relegated. You know, and then there's there's other teams. Then you might not think will 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 make a late run that would, would not be there, but they're easily there. Like it's not that long ago that Gartner Hall were in a relegation battle themselves, and now they're in a final two. You know, one more win away from Danbreen, and yeah, you know, it's, in, I'd say they were in intermediate relegation 2018. Yeah, yeah, year after county final. You know, and it's final, so. it's a credit to the work and the persistence of the players and the mentors in the club. At the now in this position to, you know, anything happens, it's it's a one-off game now to get where they want to be. Exactly, and it's hard not to see both of these teams really turning up and, and playing their game. Shauna, in the you know, friend of the friend of this podcast was raving about them after the quarterfinal the quarterfinal victory. You know, their pace and their movement over you know Turles Arsus and I think that you know you kind of get you half fancy Arsus causing a shock there in that game, but um, it just turned into a very tough day. You think Ross Gray can maybe continue that form now into 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 the final, or maybe the Burgess result is more reflective of where they are that it might be more of a 50-50 game. Um, no, like they were they were kind of maybe 
against Burgess, they got the slow starter, seven down, points down there, a couple minutes in, and kind of shocked and saw the score. Then he rallied a bit, got a point, got a goal, sorry, and came three down at half time, and I kind of knew then they did enough in the tank to win it. But other years, Rash Gray, when they're six, seven down, they might have went ten down. So this team is just looks different to me. Like, like both these teams bet us this year. Um, like Gurton Who just go for goals, you say, Kevin. They are able to get through you. You could try everything. The only way to stop us is literally pulling them down, to be honest. Like, what else can he do? Um, and Rosh Gray can score from all over the field. Um, the wing backs poking off scores there and that. So, like, what might stand to um, um, Gurton Who actually they won the stadium intermediate final two years ago, a bit mine in the stadium. Mine, yeah. So, yeah. they're they've been in the stadium big day, probably the underdogs for that one as well. Yeah, they're going to under against mine, yeah. of course. So, so, like, they're going in here, probably, who probably book his ways. I don't know who's a favourite. Is Ross Gray probably slight, maybe, if I'm... Seeing it, yeah, I'd probably Ross Gray book his favourites, but I'd be having yeah. a bet on... Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be back in Gurton Hill. Yeah. So, there's no but, chance now. Like, Gurton Hill are playing a great brand of hurling. Like, there are two teams that, to be honest, all year on farm and stuff, have showed worthy foreign to be here. It's not like James has got handy draws. I don't know if some guys go... They set out their stall like they'd be teams. killing all, I think, the first game. Um, yeah. You know, in that derby game. And, they, you know, I, I thought their, their form might dip, but, you know, it hasn't. It's, it's, you know, if anything, they've improved from game to game, which is a hard thing to do. Yeah, no, it should be, should be a great game. And hopefully, as, as Damien saying there, on the weather on Sunday is meant to be all right as well. Hopefully, we get, because these two teams can produce absolute great horn, honest, um, scoring power, strength. No, so... Trying to call it, I don't know. I couldn't call it. Maybe if adding a point to either side, it won't be a walkover for either team. Yeah, Stephen, do you want to call it? Sean's on the I, fence there. Yeah, I, 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 to either team. I'm, I'm going to go with Ross Cray again. Um, I'm, I just, I'm going to give him the nod. I think, uh, got the whole lethal. Like, I love this direct run, running straight down the gut of a team I love it and you know it's it's a danger to any back if if Ross Craig can cut that out find a way to stop that and it's turned into a a points game you know like, like that's that's where Rock, Ross Craig could have the edge and uh, I, I'm just going to give him the nod I'll probably have Gurt Noho texting me now next week thanking me for the for yeah. writing him off <laughs> this is all good, good banter good sport it's, it's working for him so far the nod to Ross Craig Said we're, we, we should never be getting a fee for a performance coach from somebody yeah. stuff in Tipperary at this stage because every time we, you know, we I think um I think it was Rockwell said, said uh, for the Tom Cusa Cup I think the poll was fifty two percent to kill yeah, all forty and Rockwell and, and Rockwell said something like shove your poll up your hole or whatever it's not like we were tipping <laughs> to a lot of people at the gate or whatever but uh, so that's what celebrity does to you lads anyway. Um, but yeah, I think it's go- I think it's going to be a very close game. But I just think that the goals for Garden Who, I think that they could come alive in the stadium again. They're going to hate me saying it, but um, I think the strength or the, the form of their semi final victory is that bit stronger. And I think having a bit of experience there, t- club on the up, team on the up, that they'll they'll just edge it and be great to see him. You know, it'll be an emotional win for him as well if they do get there, um, to get up the steps and get into. Dan Breen as well. Um, either way, with Aero coming down, I think that for next year, the Oreen is set for another another level of the year. I think you know that there's no kind of superstars coming down with, with respect to Aero. Um, you know that they, they might have been kind of threatening in the last last few years. So I think that it's a very level competition for next year as well. Yeah, it is. It is a finely balanced competition now, and 
you know, that's what you want. You, like, just touch back on 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 Gorton Hall. If they um, if that result went against them at the start against Kilnaw, you know, the value of getting a good start in in these championships now is is vital because they're, they're so so finely balanced and they're just you know, they're, they're like, it just goes to show. But the with the tips that we've been tipping all year like that, we're, we're probably more wrong than right. You know, and I think that's great for Tipperary hurling. Absolutely, and you know to see the the um the strength of the second teams. Before we leave this as well, um, Stephen, great to see Carrick Swan South side stay up. Uh, I think we're all relieved there in the podcast that the South wouldn't lose another senior team slash Premier Intermediate, so they they dug it out against uh, Kildangan B. So mostly you're relieved. <laughs> you the, the bonfire ready to go on us. Stay off the party line, though. Come on. Never forget uh, text message I got off you. Have you a lighter for me on Facebook? <laughs> I know it's there's one I uh, expect. I expect them to be um to be uh, Kildangan. That look, there's one of there's still a huge huge numbers. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Some huge players that have some great players. And look to the, I, for me personally, I would have loved another crack at a, a chance for a, an old derby, but... Not so to be, I'd say, would have solved all their look, I, I suppose I think in the grand, in the overall, the bigger picture of it, an old Carico might not be the bad old thing because I think that we're, we're both clubs and more so a sport in Carrick. I think that's a bit of a low wave. You know, we were in a relegation semi final, they were in a relegation final. The other codes are not doing great, and I just uh, there's an injection of life needed, and um, it could it, it could have been that, but look, it's not to be it's our job to try and get out of this grade now and get up there. And uh, you know, we're, we're already trying to get working on things, but look, they're they, they'd be delighted with the delighted with the win to avoid the relegation, but they'd be they'd be hurting for how the year went after. You know, when the South Finals was a downhill from there, like you know, and I suppose they'd be they'd be putting plans in place now to try and try and get back competing again at the in in the county championships. Yeah, big big relief. You know, we don't know how the championship will be structured next year. I suppose depending on tips involvement. I mean, will the divisions always be played ahead of the counties? I suppose they'll have to be because you have the 
you have the kind of option for the divisional winners to go up like but I don't think they'll probably get that much space hopefully if Tip kind of get a better run next year so um, you know how much kind of focus will teams put on divisions I don't know but um, but yeah, see, like, some some clubs like some clubs don't need to focus on uh, you know like putting all your eggs in, in the divisional basket and then to to be flat in the county championship that's you know they don't need now to be to be focusing on a South Championship they need to be getting out of uh, Premier Intermediate trying to get back senior again um, I think it's okay for clubs who have who relatively little, small, little success to be trying to get a division in the Championship but for anyone that's aiming to win a county I, I don't think now they're, they're on the divisions at all you know and whatever way they're strong with a bit of luck we're going to be tight for time next year because that means Tipperary and the business end of the championship. But it'll be an interesting one now next year when, uh, yeah, that's when that fair time comment, comes. With, with the priorities, as you said, you lock the lock more, for instance. Like, there's so many injuries, like they may as well have gave a walkover in the in the mid championship. They just fielded, but they never, you know, I think it was against Drum that um you you know, in the in the divisional game at the start of the year or at the start of the campaign that like you know, they just it wasn't their focus. Yeah, uh, like that's where you know is you know we we absolutely love you know a South final or that or whatever. But um, oh yeah, absolutely, and and same with J.K. Brackens. They will have they will have celebrated that, and it'll be a huge achievement for them. You know that'll be remembered in years and years to come. But like like you said, Lockmore were trying to win a county, you know, and they just got whatever was on the on the team for the divisional game. It'll be the same with Torles Harsfields. You know these lads are trying to win a county. If they win a divisional title on the way, grand. If they don't, it's no skin off their nose. You know, like, in fairness to St. Mary's, they didn't push the panic button when they were knocked out of the south. They they, they were unlucky in a, in a county semi-final. You know, they, if you if, when you came, we were all at that game and you're coming away from that game and you were thinking one team was going to the semi-final and another team was going to the relegation final, you wouldn't have picked the correct teams. Like, Yeah, know? absolutely. And uh, I think that makes a difference now in this new championship. Like, if... If you're not on the ball for the county championship, it doesn't matter what is happening in the divisions. Yep, the year be sour, absolutely. We'll move on as to junior intermediate now. Uh, this championship's a bit behind the others due to the playoff. Um, we nearly had, I suppose, the shock of all shocks, or going on going on group group form anyway. With Laura need next trying to get past Barca Kane. Sean, is it a case of kind of Laura coming back into a pack into the pack a bit, or do you think they just had an off day there? I say it's maybe it's an off day to be honest. Um, they've been hurling well all year, so it's for game that's put on that. And we've got accounts, no, still they won the game at the end of the day. They just drove out, won by a point in the end. Um, they probably had a better day to be honest. I say, first game would have maybe rather played them on the Sunday, the conditions on the Sunday compared to Saturday, where they showed on the scoring, like when we showed the scores a few minutes, Skinner Rink scored eight points and won, you know, like <laughs> so. You have to wonder, but again. The four teams are in the semi-finals. They're the four teams that top the group. So form showed through. There's no divisional shock rant. So like the best four and three teams a year in the semi-finals. You know, yeah, I have to say with Skaheen kind of then they didn't even feel in the South Semi versus Ballangarry. Like so, you know, start of the year they really turned around or they, they really had maybe their priorities right depending on what way you look at it. Um, just on that one, yeah, the conditions absolutely atrocious down in Clanmel for that kind of ruined any chance of what would have been a, a close game. You know, I think it was. Uh, what was one eight to eight points or whatever like that had finished or 
8-5 was. 8-5, yeah, 8-5, sorry. I looked at it, I thought it was a type action, I seen it there on Sunday, I kind of... That was a football. football I didn't know game. what was going on, um, but like, Hurricanes, you said the conditions were off, long time in the sports field, it was scat. Like, as even, like, Money Gaw were a team that was scored, they scored 16 points, given a hard condition, which some say was a great day out for them as well, to come over, kill Sheelan. Um, so, like, we're kind of the dark horse and our favourites, we tipped their, their Lauren and Money Gaw. Yeah, I, I absolutely, I'd agree with that. I saw the second half of the German Inch game versus uh, Knocker Villa. They were always in control of that. I think uh, Knocker Villa got a very late goal, maybe kind of, you know, kind of made made the scoreline a bit softer than it was, like, you know, a bit made it appear more closer than it was. But again, German Inch against Lara, I think, you know, that they're probably paying, you know, the best the best team in it. And, you know, they're good experienced teams, the likes, the likes of James Woodlock kind of on, on there and, Shane Hassett kind of in the forward line, but they might struggle for a bit of pace, I think, yeah. uh, to live with Lara over 60 minutes. Yeah, amazing. But even with this, their senior team knocked out, kind of just be thinking, right, you're left now, let's go on and give Lara everything, you know, going in as underdogs. And, you know, and given conditions are bad again, like it could be... Conditions, yeah, maybe Lara's kind of brand the hurling my suit, you know, the kind of the hot summer days and, you know, like the kind of hard, the harder ground, kind of high scoring games. Um, and then the second semi-name of Moneygall then against Skeen Rink you saw like I hope Moneygall is here but that won't be Skeen Rink coming off from junior that or in the semi-final like that's consistent upward trend of form just that's what I want to see like isn't it at the end of the day like, yeah ab- absolutely you want to see teams kind of going through the going through the grades as well you could make say the same for though they're taking their time with Gartner who in the Premier Intermediate like on that one I, I, I think that Moneygall you know haven't kind of got over bit of revenge on Kilsheelan who knocked him out in the semi-final last year I think that they'll be well primed to kind of to get to the county final this year I, I kind of strongly fancy them in that I think you know the score the score they put over put up in Kilsheelan and that like they you know they always look like winners in that game Yeah we, we mentioned Money Gold there in the last part as our uh, horses and one of the our lads, young lads, was coming back from injury or something in the last game. It was a Fogarty or is it was he injured there and came back against Kilsheelan? Uh, Fogarty or Keneally, not too sure which one. We had an injury doubt going into the game. So he'll, he'll be, he'll have a, that game under his belt. He'll have a couple of weeks training. He'll have another game. Like they'll, they'll be quite confident of their chances now for the remainder of the competition. And um, you'd fancy it and Fancy him to get over the semi-final, you would. Absolutely, no. I suppose as you know, we leave the the top top three tier competitions, but you know, unfortunately, now once again, the GA is in the the wrong end of the papers or the wrong side of the papers, and also it's you know it's on the national airwaves today, Monday with you know an issue kind of or a, an alleged assault coming up at an under nine blitz, and this time it's on our own doorstep in Turles. So I'll ask you both, you know, is is there is culture? in the GAA problem how often do we say oh it's an isolated incident it's not representative of you know what's going on in wider clubs and all this but you know my own thoughts on this without name the kind of club involved but it's not their first offence it's not like as in allegedly and it's you know they've been through you know various disciplinary kind of issues and all that and it seems to be a cultural issue that needs to be addressed it's just something we don't want to hear, Kevin. Um, I was actually up passing by Dr. Morris Saturday morning, looked in, load of kids inside, and I was like, geez, in fairness, the weather they're hurling as well. It was, they, they were out there, but they were loving it. And I mentioned that even something happened and I saw it online then, and it's everywhere to news. And 
just looks bad like because Tip G is at the front of the Perlis at the front with the home of Hurling. No, RT News this evening, the second thing on the article after the Regency murder was an assault in, in the Hurlis, like, you know, and they showed picture Dr. Morris. There's no he, excuse, really. I don't want to see this. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. we don't know the ins and outs of it, but still, whatever happened, whether someone got, whether he touched him or what, no one knows, but like, still, mm-hmm. this shit shouldn't just happen. Like, there's no need for it. Just, I don't know how you stop it. Like, it's too common now with players, managers, even back when the pictures, the back paper, you'd say it was a day. Was a county final a meet or somewhere the two managers now go each other and one of them up in the ground in the fort and the young lads in the back and all looking at you know it's a great fort but still like yeah it's David it's still, Brady wasn't it the yeah, former still, just just things that we shouldn't be seeing like mm. just I don't care whether but like this is just as low as it comes to be honest yeah like it should be a big thing it's a game written now you know maybe over every over every ground or something like that it's sport at the end of the day you know especially like under nine I doubt they even keep the scores. You know, and there's no kind of competitive element. Like, you know, it's only mentors reffing them and all that. The goals are a few feet apart. So, look, whatever happened there is just unforgivable. Yeah, yeah. And it's the whole, the whole, without mentioning the name, and I said to Sean either, I don't think we should mention the club's name even next year when, when it comes to playing games anymore. It's just, uh, like, not, not removing the anger element out of it, but... It's when it, when is it going to be enough is enough, you know? Like, like, does it first there's players you know, getting red cards, then there's selectors getting red cards, and now there's supporters. So there's no one you can trust, you you know? Like, when is enough enough? When is you no? Know, and I know there's great people in the club, but when when do they or how more importantly how do they remove the badness, you know? Because there's idiots in every club. I know that, but it just seems to be the same club. The idiots get to take over all the time, and it's just it's dragging their own club through the mud, dragging Tipperary through the mud, and they're dragging the GA through the mud. And it's just and like, like I can't no, no no matter how I try and think about think about it from outside the box circumstances. This this a nine year old kid, you know, it's a nine year old child. What? Kind of, uh, it, 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 I'm, I'm stuck for words. Like, what kind of person must you be to get that angry at a nine year old child that you put that hand on him? You know, and, and this, like, before, if, if someone outside the county would have a go at Tipperary Club, the Tipperary colors would come on you, you'd, you'd, you'd fight in your back for him, you know, you'd argue. But there's no defending that. You know, like, I think the club now needs to come out somehow. And 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 remove this that this element from the club, you know. Tell these people you're not welcome in this club anymore. You know, any any of these kind of indiscretions, you're not welcome in these clubs anymore. Uh, a, a verbal assault, referees, physical assault, and and play like just these lads need to be removed somehow. They need to be removed from their club first, and then eventually to be removed from the GA. Exactly, I do. I agree hundred percent with you, Steve. I think we've reached a tipping point now. Every club does have them. Every club could do more, but like you know, it starts really with with just not tolerating your own kind of like people involved with clubs abusing referees or like accepting you know bad decisions happen and all that. I think it just it, it really starts. We just have to start changing the culture. But look, I've been getting yeah. my own 
turn into wrestling all of yourself you lose the head and all that kind of stuff at times and this would be stupid junior matches and stuff it wouldn't be county finals or anything like you know but um yeah i think if you if you kind of look at what's happening they'll sit back and just kind of people should be able to control themselves more kind of now but even put in place like whack their club wise like i've seen it over myself like over the years around club there's and it's something with children levels like parents on the sideline drove collective there's one or two mothers and like I haven't seen around since I say they could have got told off, to be honest. Um, but like the roaring ball, and it's kind of embarrassing for everyone else as they're like, yeah. you know, really showed up. Like, but like there's a line you can't cross, and the line has been crossed, and like people are saying it's an isolated instant, but I guarantee you there's another half instant weekend as well that we just don't know about. Like the match is over, something happens, grand, go home. Like, you know, it's just oh yeah, it just doesn't make the media. Yeah, you know, and just hopefully just this making the media. I know it's looks bad in the clubs and all that but still you just need to kind of put something in play clubs need to be responsible members need to be listed registered even just even if around the field of who's there I know it's a lot of police stuff but like even have talks and no it has to be ways doing this like does it happen I hate going on oh does that no one sees it happen in rugby or soccer but like we had the odd soccer rugby game itself up in Paris and like I wouldn't see it but then again I'm only at one in a million so mm. it might be that but I'm more in the face of yeah, but something needs to be done, like on it. Like it's just don't want to yeah, see we're at the lowest of the low now. Um, I think uh we can't go any lower because as bad as it was when a referee was assaulted, we're 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 now in a stage where there's a child after being a hand put on a child. That's the lowest of the low. We can't get any lower than that now. And if we don't find a way of of moving away from this this poison like we we could be in big trouble in future generations because parents will look at this whatever about abuse, verbally abusing referee like we've all been guilty of it I have myself you know you're training all year and from adult level from adult point of view you're playing on the very edge of your emotions in Hurling it brings you there Hurling and football because it's so fast it's so quick a free in your own 50 uh, if, if a forward gives it away in your fifth, that's a score nowadays. You know, like in soccer, you might give away a free, but you might score for an hour. You know, like in these things, it brings everyone's emotions right to the edge. But to go overboard and put hands on a referee or put hands on a child or go fighting on the sideline with other mentors is like we're, we're at the lowest ebb now of, of discipline. This, this, now, I know there's thousands of games went on throughout Ireland over the weekend and that, but we're at the lowest now. We have to f- find a way to fix it. And maybe we have to start with the, the, the six, seven, eights and nines now and put something in place where in 20 years' time when they're grown men that they'll be used to it. Like something like something I'm trying to think of their last few weeks was if a referee is refing an underage game and there's a, a parent being abusive, like under 10s don't give out to a referee. You know, but the parents do. So maybe he, maybe he goes over. The referee goes over to the manager and say, "Look, that's your man. You know who he is. You tell him to stop because the next time he does it, we're calling off the game and the points go to the other team." Maybe we have to start like that because that wouldn't be long about shutting fellas up on the sideline. You know, because it's his own son, then will lose out in the game because he couldn't keep his mouth shut. And we just have to find a way to, you know, like get more respect in the game, more discipline. Look, there's always going to be handbags, I think, between players. I don't think that'll ever change. I don't I I I wouldn't like to see the, the toughness gone out. You can be tough without crossing the line. 
but we've hit the lowest of the low now when when there's a child involved and uh, something drastic action needs to be taken. Absolutely. Uh, on that, like, I think the GA should come out now and, like, go all out and put committees together or guidelines to clubs. How, if this happens in the future, how to be handled? I know it's a guard issue, it's different, but, like, there's nothing even in place. Like, come out with a huge PR statement, oh, we're investigating. Like, it looks bad. Instead of coming out going, next day, we're following our guidelines, which are in place, are available on GA.ie. Every club has them. We've given a talk to all clubs. No, but, like, you need to have something. It's GA kind of... Like it seems to be the 96-week ban seems to be the maximum that GA can do when all these things are just, you know, yeah. the, the all down in Wexford these and bands, these, up these in these no good. Yeah, no, these bans don't work because without naming the club again, I know there was a selector band, she had a big band there coming and I saw him at the dad parked in, in the middle of his own team the very next game. These these bands don't work. Like you have a lad that's going to a, that's going to a match then there's no one on the gate knows who he is, you yeah. know, in, in that regard. Like, I, like protocol has to be put in place now where uh, categories of indiscretions, categories like like ABC, and if you hit the red mark, like if, you, if, if you're reporting the red mark, then you, you have to be looking at a full club ban or something. You know, like that something has, something absolutely wild has to come into place because there's... The small uh, 96 week bans or suspensions like that that's, that's not going to stop right, so he might not be able to have an active role within his club do you think he's going to stop going to matches roaring abuse from the sideline not a hope you know and these lads that's usually roaring abuse and being uh, intimidating on the sideline they're intimidating to their own club men as well and that's why the good club men can't do anything about it yeah, definitely that's interior news uh, just to wrap up Common commercials have won their 20th, uh, 20th senior football crown and Tipperary has a new senior football team in Ballina. I suppose the Ballina result, very kind of resounding victory over... And fairness, uh, Ballina beating us last year and the junior was us set him off to bit of... But that's what I'm going to say, surely, no, that gives, just, surely that gives heart to all ye big hurling <laughs> clubs out there, you know. Um, but look, I was down, you know, great, great win for them all that. I think they're a club that's doing a lot right and commercials, you know, very, very good win over uh, over Upper Church. I think, you know, Upper Church, they were kind of good, but they couldn't really score, which is the name of the game. Commercials just had that, you know, the much more kind of the forwards with pedigree there and were able to control the game once they got ahead. But lads, I just want to talk to you about, you know, the new proposals. There's two, I suppose, from the football committee. One is it'll go to reduce the football championship to 12. My own view on that is probably a good thing, but maybe the football club should be the ones driving that. The one that potentially affects all clubs in Tipperary is the split-split season, as in to play the full Hurling Championship first, week after week, and then play the fo- football championship. So every team would be out of the out of the Hurling. Will that get shown the likes of uh, Tarla Sarsfields, the likes of Carrick Davins maybe, taking, taking um, f- football that bit stronger? I was at the meeting for this in Clonmel a couple of weeks ago, and it was actually more the football clubs that seemed to be against it. Um, that you know that they would have you know at least in the medium term that they would have the big third of and the upper churches and well maybe not upper church they're senior anyway but the Kildangans the the clubs that are conditioned for senior hurling just coming down the grades and farming your junior your junior championships for 5-10 years I, yeah, like, are you that like, mad for a junior we're in the, we're in the junior county anyway. final this year like you know a lot of the players on team would have played maybe 
senior A, senior B, and now since that's over the slot, I didn't like, you know, and you're trying to start taking serious enough and with Bell and Gary there the weekend, so I give him a chance in the final. Um, but like I, the problem is the football clubs don't want because they're go, you're going every week, week after week. There's no break. Like commercials are on a perfect balance, week in, week, week on, week off. You know, like um, dual clubs is affecting dual clubs. But if you go with the split team, you're all out. Then for six weeks, you're taking a quick break or every week's is, and then you're back all in again. So. Like, is there a perfect answer? Mm. Maybe reducing 12, but as someone said there in Premier View, what good is knocking off four football teams? You could knock off eight, you could knock off 10. Like, you know, where do you draw the line on the getting to 12? Yeah, and look at the commercial St. Mary's, like, you know, both featured at the, you know, at the kind of business end of their championships. Mm. And Ross Cray didn't uh, upper church, you know, in the final, the semi, semi-final of both as well. So I think it can be done in, in the existing system. It's all about the club if they, if they if drive behind football. You see, like, it's all about up for a more. If they want to get behind it, you will. Like, you know, just some clubs do better than others. Like, it's not, it's not a perfect model. Like, it's just something tip that a lot of clubs just, it's second nature in a lot of clubs, to be honest. Like, it's just the way it is. Um, Hernan's going to take priority. But I'd love to see something come in just to make it more accessible. Like, we're we're in now because the herds may be gone. We've got a good footballers in that would have played Harlem, but if we're in county final Sunday, we're probably really knocked out a junior free score. Exactly, you can't make that play football. You know, yeah. like you can have it, you can you can visit there, but like you know, is, is it the right thing to be doing? I'm I'm not so sure. I think the current system as well for look for the for the non dual clubs or whatever, it's perfect. You have your kind of week break, you can get down from a game and up for the next game and look after any niggles and stuff like that. Um, the week on week for the dual clubs I think you know you still have less intensity matches so you can manage the season a bit better yeah look I think for the I couldn't imagine playing a condensed hurling season like that like having it wrapped up in seven, six or seven weeks and then look unfortunately for the likes of myself you know if you don't qualify out of your group it's wrapped up even earlier like you know because it's it's like a group stage now is taking six weeks. You have the first game, two weeks later, another game, and then two weeks after, another game. But to wrap it up even quicker in the hope that the hurling teams will take the football more seriously, that's that's a bad, I, I think that's a bad logic, like, you know, because the serious teams that take hurling football seriously, they'll do that anyway. They'll, yeah. they, if, if the new season's in place, they'll play the hurling, then they play the football. But, you know, like, from the, the the lads that are the teams that are not fully committed to football, it's just it's going to be the same thing again. You know they're not going to like, for instance, if like will a will a top level senior team put the same resources into the football just because it's later on in the season? I don't think they will. They'll just go out. They'll kick around a few balls. And the trains won't be they won't be as as um as as serious as the hurling train. But then on the flip side, like you have to think of it, these football teams, the big football teams, like you know, will they take the hurling serious early in the season? You know, the the, the predominantly football clubs. You know, are they going to are they going to prepare the whole hurling season? Well, you know, I would football? say we've only got one predominantly football club in the county, and that's my Rovers. Like so, yeah, and look at the look at the attention they pay to hurling. Yeah. You know, like and so they're not going to use six weeks for hurling. Uh, while getting ready for a football championship, you know, like it, it's 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 not a good idea. They might do it down in Wexford, and they might enjoy it down in Wexford. That's that's down in Wexford, um, 
I, I don't I don't see the point in it. I don't see the merit in it at all. Absolutely, lads. I forgot to ask you the, the most important question earlier on. Two two great tipsters here. Uh Sean, who do you fancy for the big one on Sunday? Um Kilangan by three or four. Kildangan by three or four. No sitting on the fence in that one. Stephen? Um the head will say Kildangan, but the heart wants Kilran to win it. I just I enjoy watching Kilran hurling and you know, I'd like to see Seamus Hennessy win the big one. Mm. And I think Kildangan just had that performance in him. I think if Kilran can keep the back door closed, they have a chance, but maybe I'll go Kildangan seven or eight. That's on the dressing room wall. Jeez, there's there's I do public speaking engagements. I say by the end of this, you're a very, very motivational speaker. But uh, right, lads, thanks a million. We'll, we'll, see, we'll see you on Sunday. Thanks, lads. Good luck. Guys.